This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. A new book co-authored by Wharton marketing professor Pete Fader looks at the relationship between companies and their customers and the understanding that companies need to have a deeper dive to better understand those who they serve. The book is titled The Customer Base Audit. His authors on the book are London Business School marketing professor Bruce Hardy and Michael Ross, chief scientist at Edited. But a pleasure to have our friend Pete Fader back with us. Peter, great to talk to you again. How are you, sir? Dan, it's wonderful to talk to you as well, and uh, glad to dive into my new book. Well, you know, we've talked about uh, about customers and, and your focus in that area several times on, on this channel. So this idea of a customer-based audit, what spurred the idea for, for this side to the story? It's a combination of, of different factors. Uh, one is the I've been building all these models and trying to show companies how they can be more accountable, more rigorous, use more standardized approaches towards understanding their customers. So an audit is a natural consequence to that. Secondly, as you know, I've done a lot of work on customer centricity, that not all customers are created equal and recognize those differences as a source of value. Uh, but But there, again, like so much of marketing, it tends to be a bit qualitative. It tends to be more intuitive and judgmental. And I want to say, no, 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 no. We, we're going to stand by the numbers. And third would be a lot of my recent work on customer-based corporate valuation, saying that if we look at our customers and project forward how long they're going to stay and how often they're going to buy, we can do a better job of forecasting revenue. But before we look forward, before we forecast, let's look back or let's look at the present uh, to make sure we understand the, the the value of those customer assets as they stand today, lots of reasons. So then, so then a customer base audit is what exactly? Well, just like a traditional financial audit, uh, where you're going to have a, a fairly standardized set of analyses and and uh, and, and metrics and measures you're going to look at and, uh, and and look at it both internally to make comparisons across business units, time periods, geography, as well as externally, uh, giving your various stakeholders something to really understand what's going on underneath the hood. Uh, and, the, and companies have such rich data that enable them to do this, yet for various reasons, they're, they're afraid to. They, they, they feel that either uh, the, the data doesn't tell the whole story uh, or they feel that, that their, their business is at a particular change point right now and it's not reflective of its true health. Or There's just a, a number of reasons why, whether it's, it's ignorance or fear, that the companies aren't doing this kind of thing regularly and rigorously. And uh, we're trying to change that. And so how does this tie back to that work that we've talked about in the past around customer centricity then? Well, as the, the subtitle of the book, says, this is actually the, the first step uh, on the, the, the path to customer centricity. Before you take my word for it and say, all oh, customers are not graded equal and so on, before we to take anything for granted, let's look at the data. Let's just take an objective look with, with no judgment, with, with no hypotheses. Let's just do some, some simple, straightforward data summaries uh, and, and look to see what we have. And when you do that, then you start to notice that What's up with these customers over here, and, and why are they so much more valuable? And so it raises a lot of questions that both lead to customer-centric strategies, but also lead to just a better understanding of the source of revenue for the company. 
So with the with the mindset of some of these firms then that may have some hesitancy around this, uh, they they have the capabilities to have that better understanding, but maybe they're not they're not taking as deep a dive as maybe they need to. That is right. And, and and I'm not sure if it's the depth of the dive or it's the frequency that they do the dive or just the, the kind of standardization by which they do it. Too often, look, a, a lot of companies are doing one or more of these analyses now and then. Now, that particular question that would be along the lines of what we're talking about, they'll, they'll, they'll dive in, they'll do it. We want to see companies doing it regularly, <clears throat> whether there is a new product they're launching or whether there is some kind of economic crisis. doesn't matter. You're not doing it only when the need arises. You're going to be doing it every quarter or every year, just like a traditional financial audit. Uh, and so uh, so a lot of it is, is, to, is to bring that, that regularity to it instead of just viewing these quantitative marketing exercises as something you do on an as-needed basis. I would imagine it has to surprise you then to a degree that you don't see that kind of standardization with trying to gain this information and have a better understanding that you know that that you know why it has not gone on in, in years past to a degree yeah it, it it's surprising disappointing um <clears throat> the surprising part is is that companies can get away with it so the problem is this the marketing folks are and this is these are terrible stereotypes but they're not that far from the mark the marketing folks are often uh, kind of afraid of the data. Again, they, they feel that the, that behavioral data, who bought what when, doesn't tell the whole story. And so they try to enrich it with a lot of kind of qualitative, demographic, personality kinds of, of factors. And on the other side, the finance people are skeptical about kind of any data that comes out of marketing. They don't look at customers as, as hard assets that can be measured and compared. So we're, we're trying to uh, carve a line right down the middle uh, that will bring both parties together. And when we have these conversations, companies re respond very, very well. And they'll say, yeah, we're aspiring to do that. Thanks for the guidance. You know, the book's been very well received. But, uh, but, but seeing companies actually take action on it and make this a, a C-level priority, that's still going to take some time. And, and, and so the, the potential benefit is, it sounds like, uh, potentially a, a significant one when you're talking about the bottom line of kind of putting that type of structure in play in terms of understanding where the company is, either to the plus side or to the downside, so that you can react off of it and make better decisions in the future. Very well said. And once again, everything you just said would be for internal purposes to help guide and allocate and evaluate, just as important from the outside as well. Now, if we think about uh, so many lawsuits recently, like the whole Twitter Musk lawsuit, it was all about how many customers they have and how active are they. Uh, so why don't we have – so I'm not blaming either side for it, but I'm, I'm blaming the fact that we don't have standards about how we measure these things. So I think inside, outside, uh, business issues, uh, public policy, it would just be great if we could all agree on, on a common set of analyses that, that, that should be done uh, regularly. And that's what we're hoping that the customer base audit will achieve. So let me circle back on that for a second because it, it sounds like we, in part what you're saying is it, it, we see more and more pressure coming from the consumer towards the company, towards the business of what their expectation of what the company is doing on a daily basis, whether it's you know the daily operations in the store or the partnerships that they develop, et cetera. 
so that both sides have a better understanding of where everybody stands at the moment. That's exactly right. We, we just want to bring clarity, understanding, uh, better guidance, less uncertainty. For the most part, the way that we manage and measure marketing is pretty much the same as it was 20 or 30 years ago when we didn't have the kind of data and we didn't have the kinds of analytic capabilities and we didn't have the kind of pressure that you just referred to. Uh, today it's different, and, it, and it's time to wake up and start smelling the data and see what direction that sense takes us. So it, it sounds a little bit like you've kind of tried to you're, – you're on that, that line right between two sides that are battling against one another. Think of the great wars in our history, and you're right on the front trying to, trying to draw that line so that both have an understanding of, of where this goes. Yeah, and, and of course, I, I wouldn't uh, want to phrase it so much as a battle, more as a right. kind of a, right. a, a misunderstanding of, of what the, the role is and, and how you can be held accountable for it. Uh, and, and we've had some, some pretty good success. A lot of the customer-based corporate valuation work has, has really uh, gotten the attention of finance, accounting, investor types to say, huh, we really should be looking more carefully at marketing. And all we're trying to do is, is to use this book as, as the first step in that direction before we worry about stock prices, before we even worry about uh, long-term revenue. Let's just see how much gas we have in the tank right now uh, and, and how well-suited we are to, to keep on driving. What would the process be then in conducting a customer base audit? Would this be something that uh, that the company itself could do internally or – would this be from an outside third party? How, how would that most likely play out? Great question. We want it to be the case that companies can do it internally and, and do it fairly easily, uh, doing the vast majority of it with Microsoft Excel. Uh, and so in the book, we talk about five different lenses, five different slices of the customer transaction base. Uh, I'm not going to get into all the details now, but one would be kind of a cross-sectional slice. Let's just look at all the customers like as of this period and see how they vary. Another would be let's take a group of customers and just watch them over time. How How is their value changing? So, again, analyses that a lot of companies will do every now and again, uh, but sometimes they get lost too far down in the organization. People don't tie them to other kinds of decisions, uh, and we're just trying to pull it all together and, and sometimes formalizing uh, a bunch of analyses that, that n no one should be surprised at any one of them. Uh, they should just be surprised that they haven't been brought together before. Then to a degree, I, it sounds like it may very well be a responsibility of some, you know, part of the ladder, you know, a piece on the chain there to have that focus and to want to do this type of an audit and a deep dive into uh, the, the, you know, all of the elements of the company, whether it be this, the C-suite, the board of directors, whoever it might be. That's right. We, and we definitely want it to be at that level. One of my fears is that the, the book will be only read, only read by the folks who already believe this. Uh, and, and that would be, it, it, I want them to read it too, to, to basically fuel their arguments for, for more resources and more attention about, about customer metrics. Very important for the C-suite. We see more and more companies that are starting to have a chief customer officer. And I love that idea because it's, it's something that stands somewhat independently of marketing or finance or operations, but ties in with all of them. And how would the chief customer officer be held responsible? Well, it's not going to be all about just customer satisfaction or what social media is saying about the company. It's got to be good, hard dollars and cents numbers. Uh, so, well, so we're aiming at, at that kind of person, again, as well as anyone else who, who 
cares about uh, uh, what's going on with customers. So a company kind of takes this uh, this framework and and puts it into uh, in, into use. What do you see are, are the benefits of having this type of understanding off of this data, kind of at the fingertips of a company? Well, obviously, there's just the, the clarity of just just w- what our customers are doing, how they vary, how they're changing over time, how, how it varies across different business units, how it ties in with particular tactics that we're doing, a, a particular a promotional campaign or a new product launch or something like that. So so part of it is just, just bringing that, that kind of uh, clarity and, and, and I don't want to say certainty, but, but, uh, but deep understanding uh, just for the, 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 the routine things that we do. But then part of it is, is big picture. What is the health of this company? Uh, and and what, what should we be doing next? What, what should we be doing differently? And how much should we be spending on those kinds of activities? So a lot of those those larger issues about resource allocation should be driven by and evaluated by the overall value of the customers that are affected by them. Do you do you believe that maybe we're we are headed in that direction already? But this is a way with this book to try and guide it even farther as we move down the road in these types of discussions. Absolutely, I, I look at the the. Uh, impact that the the work on customer centricity has had the, the two books that are written earlier about that that broad topic and how many companies are leaning in and whether they're reading my stuff or not but they're saying the right things they're starting to do the right things we just got to make sure that they're leveraging the data to support those statements and decisions and their next steps Pete you have uh, always been a, a a great supporter of our ours and we are always uh, grateful to have you come on and talk about the work that you're doing around uh, around customers and centricity. And thank you again for giving us a few moments today. Thank you so much, Dad. Appreciate the chance to talk about it. You got it. Peter Fader, uh, Wharton Marketing Professor. The book is titled The Customer Base Audit, as we mentioned, uh, co-authored with London Business School Marketing Professor Bruce Hardy and Michael Ross, who is Chief Scientist at Editor. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.